Hello, welcome and welcome back, butterflies and emerging butterflies. It has been an awesome week, but guess what? We are right back here at Thursday. You know what that means? It is time for an uncomfortable conversation with me, none other than Emergent Z, where right here on Vegas Height Media. Um, so first, I want to thank last week's guest, Penny and Peggy. Those two had a story. Um, there's a lot more that we didn't get into, but the little bit that they did share in the 30 minutes that we had was a lot to process and digest. I'm still trying to figure out what a quaalude is. If anybody knows, uh, please tell me. I I, I really want to know what a quaalude is, what it consists of. And I've asked several people. I even posted it on my IG page. Nobody was able to tell me anything. You can't tell me nobody knows what a quaalude is. Y'all can't all be as green as I am. Anyway, um, thank you to all of my new subscribers. Uh, I have reached a milestone in my podcasting career. I have over 100 subscribers now, and that's like super exciting for me and you guys to know that you are out there watching, tuning in, and enjoying the podcast. So just thank you so much. I absolutely appreciate that. And we are going to continue on our emergence journey today uh we are going to touch on memorial day which is coming up so i have a very awesome guest to share some conversation with you guys about that um his name is mr david clora and he is oh there he is hi he is joining us (laughs) from south carolina and mr david is retired from the navy Right. And he retired uh, a petty officer, first class. So yes. welcome, Mr. Clora. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm excellent. You know, I'm always doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life is too short to not be doing great. I'm enjoying every <laughs> single minute of it. So uh, really quickly, if you would just share with the people what you did for the Navy and your rank in there. So, you know. Um, so what I did for the Navy, I was, uh, a ABH, which means the acronym is, uh, Aviational Bosa Mace Handler, which I worked on the flight deck of, um, aircraft carriers and amphibious assault ships. Um, so whenever you see the Navy commercials and you see the people on the flight deck running around with the different color jerseys, the yellow jerseys and green and red jerseys, that's what I did. I worked up there doing that. Okay, so you got to wear Uh, those big headphones that look like this for sound, protect your ears. They really care about you there. (laughs) Yes, they did. Uh, We call that PPE, which is personal protective equipment. Yes. (laughs) Um, They had to to keep us safe because um, they they invested a lot of money in in us and our training. Mm, Okay, so uh, Memorial Day, it is coming up. You are fortunate enough to be here to celebrate with us. Being retired from the military, there is not... I'm not going to say not a lot, but there are some that uh, have been less fortunate than you, should I say, that aren't here to enjoy this glorious holiday with us. How do you feel about Memorial Day? Wow. Um, good question. Um, Memorial Day, to me, is the time to uh, step back and um, reflect or acknowledge the... Um, Did you Google that answer? No. Oh, okay. No, what? 
I'm just saying it sounds a lot like the message that I got when I looked at it. I'm just sorry. Go ahead. Oh, really? No, stop playing. No, but, you know, take a step back and to acknowledge the military personnel that, um, that gave all during their time in, in service. Um, that's what that's what Memorial Day is. Is to to honor the um, the veterans that. Okay, so that's the political politically correct version, mm-hmm. right? I want your version. Right. You you know what that that is okay. That is my version. More that's or less, it is. It's just to, to honor. It's to honor the. The men and women that's do you okay? Well, in that case, do you feel like they're truly being honored on that that day? No, I don't. Okay, elaborate. Why? Um, because a lot of people they will say, like you will come across people that say, you know, thank you for your service Mm -hmm. and such, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what a lot of military people had to go through or encounter during their military career. Such as, what What do you mean when you say they don't know? Because, I mean, we see you guys on the television when they show us. Well, yeah, they show us the snippets where you guys are over there at war. You got these big guns, you're shooting. It looks like a lot of fun. Like the Army when they combined with the Transformers. And I seen that movie. It was exciting. And and that's what you see on TV. Right. <laughs> but then you have to think about, okay, when they get done with that. So they take these guys that's in the military and they train them how to fight and how to kill. Okay. Can I pause <clears throat> you right there really quick? They train you how to fight and how to kill. At what age do they start training these men, women? Um, so you can go into boot camp at the age of 18. Okay. So at 18, so- we're training... Killers. Yes. We're, we're training people that are fresh out of high school mm-hmm. who has just left algebra, science, history class and putting them in training where they are defending the country or their life or fighting for the country, fighting for their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so You feel like- With that comes a lot of, after all that, they have to compartmentalize, compartmentalize. What, what they've seen and what they've been through mm-hmm. when they come back home. Um, why is the it that they who, have to compartmentalize? Um, why is it that they have to compartmentalize what it is that they've seen? Well, why because do you feel like, why did you yeah, have so- to compartmentalize? Um, a lot, Zakia. Uh, Take your time. So, what you have to um, what you compartmentalize is some of the things that you have you have witnessed, some of the things that you have seen, some of the situations that you have been in. Now, I'm gonna take a step back. For me, I was in the Navy. <clears throat> I was not in direct line of fire or I wasn't in on the front lines unlike some of our other military personnel. Okay. 
Um, so I don't have the same experience that they have coming okay. back. Uh, can I pause but, you? How old were you when you went into the Navy? I was 18 when I went into okay, the Navy. Okay, so you were one of those fresh out of high school, I'm going to do this in the Navy. I graduated in June, and two weeks later, I was leaving for boot camp going to San Diego. What? Why did you, what attracted you to the Navy? Um, or any military? Like, what just made you say, hey, I'm going to go do this? Leaving, me joining the military had a lot to do with me growing up in Chicago. Okay. Um, that's where I'm originally from. Um, and what I was doing in Chicago and the way I was, some of the things that was happening to me in Chicago <clears throat> had put me in a mindset early on, before I was even 18, that I need to leave this, this situation and, and, and I just need to get away from this situation and then I can. And you felt like the military was a better option. Um, at that time, I, I felt like the military was the only option. Oh, that's even um, more interesting. Now, only. granted, my mom, she worked at my high school. College was an option, but I always wanted to travel. I always wanted to see different things and experience different things. And I felt that the military could provide that for me. I knew I couldn't do it. Or my family couldn't do it financially. Mm-hmm. So I felt that the military could definitely put me in a position to do to do them type of things. Can I go back for just a quick second? You said the things that you were doing or getting into, you were being subject to in Chicago. Um, can you just elaborate on that just a smidget more so I can just help the viewers, the butterflies, visualize your life before military and then, you know, going into and why that seemed like the best option for you? Okay. Um, so everybody joins the military for for a purpose. Right. Um, it's a my situation. My situation in in my home life uh, wasn't wasn't the best. Um, I came up in an abusive background. Okay. Uh, with mother father constantly fighting. Um, so me me being in that in that situation was not an ideal situation for me growing up. I had friends um, at the time that was doing not not so good things. Um, I I was gangbanging in Chicago. Is that what that red shirt is about? You came not up on here with a red shirt? Not at all. Oh, no. it was a, you were on the blue side? It's, it's totally opposite color. I, oh, I was okay. gangbanging in Chicago. Okay. I was running with a, with a wrong group. Um, in Chicago, I was doing some things that uh that I shouldn't have been doing. Shouldn't have been doing. But I was, but I, I was wise enough that I had, I knew that I had to to get out. I had to make this situation. I had to better myself and get away from the situation to make okay. myself better. So a recruiter, much like yourself, came and enticed you. Um, I took good. my. You have to take a test to get into the military. I took my test my junior year in high school, which was the ASVAB. Mm-hmm. Um, I took that with the intentions of joining the, the, the United States Army. Okay. Um, my uncle, he was in the Army. He was in Vietnam. Um, I had another uncle. He was in the Air Force. And uh, I have a cousin that is in the Army. And 
after, you know, talking to them and, and getting some insight um, and knowing that I wanted to travel and talking to a recruiter, he had explained to me that some the best option for me would be to join the United States Navy. The Navy. Um, okay. So it was only the was traveling like, issue that deterred you from the Army and the Air Force? Um, that and the fighting issue. Oh, um, you, wait, you came up it, in the gangs and you were scared to fight? Yeah, I mean, don't I want to get shot at Korea? I don't care what <laughs> oh, you just want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't nobody want to get shot at. Nobody will be out there be fighting for real. I mean, okay. not same people. Some people out there that really enjoy it, but not just on the street fighting for your life every day. Okay. No. <laughs> Got it. Understood. Understood. Uh, but yeah, so... The recruiter was like, hey, I can send you to, um, I can get you to go to boot camp in San Diego. I can get you out to Chicago. You know, I can have all this done in two weeks. I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. What What was your mom's or your parents? Because you came from a two-parent household. What was their response um, into you um, taking this journey at such a young age? Were they ready to kick you out at 18? My my family was was supportive. My mom was supportive of it. My aunts and uncles um, thought it was a good decision for me. Um, my stepfather did not, he did not approve of it. It wasn't something that um that he wanted wanted me to do. Okay, so it was a stepdad or a bonus yes. father? Stepfather, uh, that he he illegally adopted me um at about what? age five. What what do you mean so illegally? How do you illegally? He, he, he adopted me. Like, I don't know who my real father is. Okay. So when my mom and uh, him got, and he got married, he adopted me. Like he went to the courts or he just, like they just started yeah, changing your documents to, like, to his paperwork. last name. Okay. Like he changed my last name from what it was to Chloral to what it is now. <gasps> You're not a real Chloral. Um, but yeah, I'm a real Chloral in the courts. <laughs> you know what I mean biologically. My name is Clara. Okay. So you don't know who your your real father is. Your biological dad. Let me say that. I've I've never met him but I've uh I do know what his name is. Okay. And you've um I've never met any of that side of my family. Um but no. No. Do you have any desire to? You know what? I did years ago, but it's almost like I had resentment mm-hmm. from that um, because of the stuff that my, I don't know, I guess because of my adoptive father and my you mother. You can call him through. a bonus dad. Okay. My bonus dad and my mother went through. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I kind of hold a my grudge. biological father accountable for that. Right. Or um, for having me in that situation. Okay. I see how that could come across, you know, like you you met him. So if you were to see him, is he still alive? <sighs> yes, that looks like a yes. I'm not sure. Oh, it looks like I'm a yes. Sure. So we're going to go with yes. For 500. Okay. Now. Okay. For 500, he's alive. You see him. What's the first thing you say? Why? 
<laughs> that's the first thing that's gonna fall out. Just why? Why? Exactly. I mean, um, you know, you see these things like people running up, you know, hugging their dad, and and uh, you know what you've been going. So I don't, I don't want to. I, I made it. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You keep on moving with your life. I'm gonna keep on moving with mine. Right, but the why uh, would be, I guess, the uncomfortable conversation as to how he could just walk away. Mm-hmm. And and I've asked like my aunts who knew him and uh they've said that uh that he's tried to reach out but my bonus dad had like shut all that down. Mm-hmm. So but if you want to be a part of my life, then I mean you could have been a part of my life. Right, because you that's did eventually you know. grow up. You turned 18 and you went to the military, <clears throat> you're grown now. Um mm-hmm. decades old. Yeah, I'm sure right. he has other children. I'm, I'm sure I probably have other half brothers and sisters out there that I do not know about. Bonus siblings. Mm-hmm. Bonus. Siblings. I'm sure I could do a 23 and me and, and be surprised. Okay. Um, but uh, but so, that's a that's that's a whole nother conversation with uh about me and him. We had a very very toxic relationship. You and your bonus um, dad or your your real dad? Me and my bonus dad. Your bonus dad. And I'm, I'm going to say something on here that I don't know. We used to fight physically. Um, and I've stabbed him. Okay. You left him leaking? Where'd you mm-hmm. stab him at? You must say stab him good if he's still living. Is he still living? I was oh. I was still in high school. I was young. I, I didn't, him and my mom was fighting. I mean, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> it's all right. I think we got time. Oh. <laughs> So. You stabbed him. Where did you stab him? Like, did you grab a butter knife or did you grab a real good knife out no, of the it kitchen? Was a, it was a, it, it was a knife. It was a, a knife knife. Not a bread knife with the serrated edges, or no? It no. was, it was a, it was a butcher knife. That's, that's what you get. Okay. It was, a, it was a knife. Yes. So how did that go after that? You just stabbed him in. Um, you know, it it went. Police came. Uh, I didn't go to jail. Thankfully. Um, Actually, I wound up staying in the house. Um, he wound up moving out. <clears throat> um, by that time, I mean, it had built up. It, it had built up to like years mm-hmm. of uh, of abuse. Right. Um, that it, it had got to that point where him and my mom are fighting. I'm trying to I'm trying to get him off my mom. Right. Um, what does that do to you when you think back about the physical abuse that you saw being done to your mother and knowing that at that age you really weren't at a space where you could physically stop it 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 makes you mad at everybody why everybody Um, and when I say everybody I'm talking about as a child you don't know but as you get older um, and you, you think back to you had aunts Mm-hmm. You had uncles, which is these are your mother's brothers and sisters. Right. Why was this allowed to go on? Have you had those uh, conversations with them? Did you ever ask them why? I did. Um, I asked one of my aunts, and what she had told me, she was like, if I had known it was that bad, I would have came and got you. Don't you? I'm sorry. I I, I really love when people respond with that bad. (laughs) 
what does that really mean uh-huh. when somebody says, well, if I'd have known it was that bad, like I would have came. What is that and bad? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know because like when all that was going on, the police would come. Mm-hmm. He would never go to jail. He would never be removed from the house. Now, granted, <clears throat> I'm not saying my mom was an angel. She drank um, and had her own problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time they were fighting, like, he wasn't drunk. Um, he drank also, but he didn't drink like my mom drank. So he was so, sober when he was abusing her? Or mm-hmm. when they were abusing each other? Or just you feel like it was one-sided abuse? What's your thought, your take on it? Um, I would say my mom could be an instigator from from look, growing up and looking back, looking back at it. Okay. As a young child, all you see is a grown man jumping on your mama. That's all you see. Right. <clears throat> but as you get older and then, you know, you could think about the situations that happened. My mom was drinking. Um, hun, my dad would get into an argument, a disagreement or whatever, and then one thing leads to another. And then, you know, they'll wind up fighting. Um, I can't say who put who, whose hands on who first, uh-huh. but my mom would always catch the, the worst end of it, of, of course. I, I want to say something because I'm listening to you speak. And again, this is, I didn't know that this was your stepfather or bonus dad um, because you initially said my mother and my father were married and they lived together. And as we continue to speak, despite the fact that there was an excessive amount of abuse, especially between you and him, you still address him as dad or your father. That's what he was from the time I knew him until the time he passed. Um, I mean, he was never, I don't want to call his name, but. um, No, I don't want you to say his name. I just think, you know, most people, when they get mad, like even when, when you're younger and you get mad at your parents and you can't say nothing nice about them, you just be like, oh, I can't stand her or, you know, anything but my mom or, you know, the, because that, it usually signifies um, a term of endearment, love. There's an emotional connection there. <clears throat> and you have not cut that cord or that tie between you and him. Well, okay. And with the bad, he was also a provider. I could say that. Right. Um, and my mom, they had a roof over our head. They bought us clothes. Um, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, we were, um, we were homeless or, you know, we were, were starving for food. He owned a, he owned a grocery store. Um, so. But does that. He did, he did the things that. He was supposed I to felt, do, but he also did the things that he wasn't supposed to do. Right. And you feel like that, it kind that of. Too, with, the, with the good came the it, bad. And with me, I mean, I just felt that the bad outweighed. The bad outweighed the good. So maybe that's what your aunt meant when she said it wasn't that bad. Because he still provided. You still had a roof over your head. You still had clothes, food. You know, she still was waking up. Or she got up every time he knocked her down. That's that's one way. That's one way, I guess, of looking at it. Um, I I looked at it as... 
you didn't want to know. Um, they turned so, a blind eye to it is how you feel. I mean, you you knew it. I mean, you you saw the bruises. Um, you knew we had to pack up our stuff and we was going over grandma's house. Um, my mama didn't drive. I mean, you knew how bad it was when you was taking us <laughs> to certain places. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you, you got me in a sweating talking about this? I do, do not believe this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um, mm-hmm. Do you or did you? Because you said he's deceased now. Did you still honor him around Father's Day? No. No. You didn't. No, um, I didn't attend his funeral. Okay. Um. Once. Once that situation happened um, with us, um, we pretty much. When you wait, wait, wait. When you say once that situation, what exactly? What situation? The stat- that. That violent. That stabbing. Okay. Me stabbing him. Once that happened, we. Pr- we pretty much separated ourselves. We didn't. We didn't talk for for a long time. We being you and him, or Me you and him. him and your. So how did that work with your mom? Because she was still married to him, right? Um, yes. He had moved out, and she had stayed in the house, in which she had to eventually move on because she couldn't afford the situation that, that she was in. So she had to move to another place. Okay. So he stopped providing once you stabbed him. Yes. Yes. For everybody. Uh, Mom, siblings. Do you have siblings? So he has, yes, I have a, a sister um, that lives in Arizona. Uh, me and her are the closest. Is, is this sister? <clears throat> which is a half sister. It's his, his daughter, his, his daughter, daughter and your mother, and my mother. Okay, which is uh, my younger sister. Outside of that, he has um, nine, like nine sons and eight daughters. He had a good grocery store. I mean, if you could provide for nine children, <laughs> that's a good no. grocery store. <laughs> nine sons and um, eight daughters. Oh. I I didn't hear right. Let me see. That's one, two, three, four, seventeen. Yes, <laughs> that's accounted for. That's accounted for. Yes. So, did he provide for all of them, or only the children that were actually in the home, with being you and your sister? I I can't account to that. Um, just just for me and my sister is the only the only two that I, I know of that you know um, of that were provided for. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I do have one last question and I'm gonna let you go. Um, and it, it relates, go, goes back to Memorial Day. Um, <laughs> Memorial Day is to honor those that have provided the freedoms that we have been afforded here in America, right? Yes? yes. No? Okay. Um, yes. So... And that's supposed to be a day where we reflect and acknowledge and think about all of those that we have lost. I personally feel like it should be a day where we should think about a solution as to how we can minimize some of these casualties and prevent going to war. What do you think? 
That is a um that is a good humane answer. <laughs> but violence has been the answer for everything yeah. in America. There's big money in violence. It's big money in war. Absolutely. I <clears throat> why we have war and Memorials Day so we can go out and buy hot dogs and hamburgers and have cookouts. Yay. Thank you so much, David Clora, for sharing your story and having this uncomfortable conversation with me here on Vegas Hype Media on a Thursday with none other than Emergency. I love you guys. Later. Later.